It's been Hall of Fame week here on Peacock and Williamson. Now we're diving deep into NFL coaches, current NFL coaches that are Hall of Fame locks, uh, likely Hall of Fame coaches, and maybe some younger coaches that are trending in the direction of what they have to do to get to Canton on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you become one. Subscribe up on the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube. Still trying to grow the new YouTube channel. Hit the like button. Hit the notification bell so you know when a new podcast is up and when you know when we go live which we are trying to do at least once every week on those Thursday mailbags. And you can find us everywhere else that you find your podcasts. All right, Matt, we're going into Hall of Fame coaches today. We've had a lot of fun, and it's created a lot of conversation. Yesterday's mailbag yeah. was a lot of folks uh, pushing back or asking questions about the uh, the player, the current player Hall of Fame episode from Wednesday that you can find uh, on all of your favorite podcast apps. Um, and what we did is, is the 33rd team, 33rdteam.com, kind of put out some some candidates that they thought were Hall of Fame locks as players and now coaches in a couple of articles. So go check out the article there and their reasoning, and we're using them as a template for uh, if we agree with them and, and maybe uh, what we think about some of these coaches and if they really are locks or likely to get into the Hall of Fame. And there's one name that stands out in the NFL that has to do no more work, Matt, um, and I think everyone would agree that Bill Belichick stamped his induction into the Hall of Fame a long time ago. No question. Um, real quick, BP was nice about it. I'm not going to be as nice, you know, practice squad. <laughs> Hit pause on the on the podcast right now. I know you have the YouTube app on your phone you're, that you're listening to. Just hit it. Search for Peacock and Williamson and hit subscribe right now. I mean, this is non-negotiable. Just do it, all right? Anyway. I'm just being an authority here. How you like that? I'm just being a head coach. I mean, I'm just hey, laying down the law. Do it. <laughs> do it. I guess the question isn't, is Belichick a Hall of Famer? Of course he is. Is he the greatest of all time? Like, I don't think there's even any question he's on the Mount Rushmore. I mean, especially if you'd go Super Bowl era or later. I mean, like Paul Brown. I mean, with all respect, I mean, he's the first coach that ever watched tape or built a practice schedule, but if we yeah. talk like at least in the last 50, 60 years, I think Belichick or Walsh is number one. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. And uh, one thing that happens in two, when you're comparing eras and that makes it difficult is because, you know, sure. someone will downplay past eras because, oh my gosh, they couldn't even compete in this era. Well, of course not. Cause they, invented, they were inventing the things that right. you know, right, everybody right, right. teaches on day one, right? So of You're course, standing on their shoulders. Yeah, how do they know about things that didn't exist yet? You know, that's like <laughs> right, uh, right. that's like getting mad at a caveman because he does. He's not a five star chef. It's like, well, he was carving <laughs> an iPhone, yeah, phone and and chasing around animals all day. Like, how can he possibly be <laughs> a five star busy? Chef? Right, right. But you know, you, they learn things. They pass on to the next generation, and so you know, 
wide receivers and route runners. They're learning techniques that guys like Jerry Rice invented and that Jerry sure. Rice learned from guys before him and, and coaches especially in schemes, right? If you went and – I mean, any – Quality control coach could probably go out coordinate somebody uh, from you know the 1960s and 70s, you know, but they probably wouldn't have the players and talent that would even understand what they're talking about. So maybe it wouldn't work, you know what I mean? So um, and this happens in baseball all the time. Babe Ruth couldn't play in Major League Baseball today. Well, he he he'd strike out a billion times. Of course he would. But guess what? He was swinging a 40 ounce log. <laughs> right. And and had no nutrition, no training. Right. Put take the best players from now, put them in his day, and say, "Here, swing this tree trunk, and let's right. see if you can, right, right, let's right. See if you can out homer entire teams." So, look, you got to look at things in their era, and no matter how you look at it, Bill Belichick's Mount Rushmore all timer. He's next to Bill Walsh. We'll argue about who the other two guys are, but uh, Walsh and uh, for me, Belichick, at least, I think no, Walsh and Walsh and Bill Belichick in my lifetime uh, got to be on there so that's easy i mean just to, to reiterate that and you know your caveman example is perfect or you know asking a caveman to write code or you know like come on you know right. of course not you know I, i've interviewed a lot of the super stealers and i strongly 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 got the impression that that all-time great defense had like two defensive calls they played like man or zone you know <laughs> break the huddle they didn't even go to nickel very often. You know, Donnie Shell, the strong safety, would come guard a third receiver three times a game, and that was, like, innovative and crazy. You know, like, everyone had the same assignment every time. Like, the game has changed dramatically. Yeah, you go and do a cuddle and say, All right, we're going to do Mabel. We're going to do a buzz here. And be yeah. like, what are you talking about, man? How about I just beat the guy in front of me because I'm better than him? Yeah, that guy can't block me. I'm just going to rush the passer and kill him, right? And, and then I'm going to hit him in the head, right? The size of offensive linemen and, like, you know, it's just so different. It's so hard to compare eras, but at the same right. time, you give a guy who was a 270-pound lineman, you give him all of the nutrition and the weight training and all the knowledge of today's guys, who's to say they couldn't get up to 300 pounds? They just weren't then, and they didn't need right. to be. Well, and some of them sold insurance in the offseason or were teachers <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, they had to make some money. You know, and and oh, by the way, I mean, I mean this isn't a history lesson, but many of these guys, especially in baseball, didn't play against African Americans or Latinos, or yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? That's what the ball the ball did not jump like it did either. So no. you, get, uh, you get a hundred and sixty pound dude with swinging a tree trunk with the dead ball, and guess what? You're you're not hitting thirty home runs, dude. You're uh you're a slap hitter. You're you're trying to scrap your way onto base like just about everybody else uh, back then was playing. And, and the and the steer to football, I saw a special with Boomer Esiason ten years ago, fifteen years ago. It's probably even longer because he was somewhat recently a quarterback. And they gave him a football from every era, starting with the newest ones. That he'd throw three or four passes. And the old ones, I remember his exact words were like, this is throwing a manhole cover. You know, like this, this thing is, <laughs> it's not even, it doesn't even have a point on it. That's a, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so Bill Belichick, clearly a lock. I love that they they, they mentioned his Browns head coaching career on here as well. Uh, but Side note. All famer, but, you know, it's on his resume for sure. Everyone and, just assumed he sucked as the Browns head coach. He was starting to turn that team well, around. But by that the coaching way, staff is insane, too. Is insane. Saban, yeah. you know, right. But um, yeah, that's not why he's a Hall of Famer. It's what he of did course. after that. And Andy Reid is the other only other lock here. And I think 
they got it right with the two locks that are on there. I would probably add a lock, but you know, okay. the re- the recent Super Bowl wins for Andy Reid locked him in to that. Uh, and, and he was kind of the coach that couldn't win the big one with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. That has absolutely changed now. And I'm sure Andy Reid very thankful that he uh, ended up with, with Patrick Mahomes and allowed that to happen for, for himself. Um, but Andy Reid was always a, was probably going to be a guy that we're talking about as Hall of Very Good until he got his couple of rings. Yeah. I thought he was knocking on the door before he ever met Pat Mahomes. You know, like, remember, he got an amazing season out of Alex Smith. You know, he took teams with Bobby Hoying and Kevin Cobb and all those yeah. Eagles quarterbacks pretty far. Like, I didn't think he was a Hall of Famer before he met Mahomes, but. He was knocking on the door in the conversation. Now he just kicked the door in. Yeah, he's completely kicked the door down. He's definitely a lock. Next, I want to get to the list of likely. Last thing, I'm sorry. I interrupted so much. But I think he could end up on the Mount Rushmore. This is not over, right? Like, Yeah. And people keep talking about Patrick Mahomes. He's the greatest all time. Like, well, his start is amazing. Let's hold on. Let's see how this goes. We've got 10 more years, hopefully. You know, hopefully yeah. nothing weird happens of watching this. Andy Reid's got a long time to go. We'll see where this goes because after 12 months from now, we might have to say, man, this is this is Rushmore type stuff. But I mean, if I he think wins two more Super Bowls or three more Super Bowls, yeah. it's going to be I mean, a pretty – you need a large Reed. mountain to carve out Andy Reid, though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Look, look, physical health is not the, the highest attribute of any of these Hall of Fame coaches, right? It's like not part of the resume. There's not a lot of time. Like the modern coaches are doing a pretty good job. And there's like, you know, they have uh, treadmills underneath their desks while they're doing all this yeah, work. Yeah. They're at least like looking a little bit more after their health than some of the, the past generation. But every generation has a, a dynasty, you know, um, and it, it's looking a lot like it could be that for the Chiefs. Like th- this could yeah. be a lot of rings. Just handed it from Belichick to Reed, too. Like, there's not even anybody in between. Next. How about the likely Hall of Famers? Is there maybe some more locks that haven't been mentioned that are current NFL coaches? Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Take your swing at Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks with your first bet, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets at FanDuel. Win or lose with that first bet. That's 200 You can spend betting everything from money lines to over-unders. Who do you think is going to hit the first home run? I love the app. It is safe, secure, super easy to use, whether you're using the website interface or the app. Um, you can build your own parlays. It's so easy to navigate through the different sports, find your bets, find your specific niche. And I mean, there is a million ways to bet on just about every sport, including 2023 NFL football as well. I know it's not football season, but uh, baseball bets every day, uh, NFL futures. And when you win, you get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 
Here we go. Continuing on the list from 33rd team. And there was only two yeah. locks that they put up there. What about Pete Carroll? Does he deserve to be on the likely Hall of Famer list or the lock Hall of Famer list? Now? Well, we did this the other day with players. I mean, lock in the way that they describe it is we don't even really have to have the conversation. You know, the Tom Brady, the Belichick. Let's just move on. Let's not waste our breath. I don't think Carroll is there, but I think he's absolutely in. And while you were reading that wonderful ad read, I, I scrolled down the last five or all the classes of the Hall of Fame since 2020. And the la these four coaches all went in very, very recently. And I think it, not to ruin the podcast, but I think it lowers the bar dramatically. And with all respect oh. to these four coaches, they're tremendous. I mean, great. They, they'll forget more football than I'll ever know. But Dick Vermeil, Flores... Cower, Jimmy Johnson. Like, Pete Carroll blows all them away, in my opinion. Yeah, but especially I'm thinking of Cower. I think he's the lowest of all of them, and I'm a Steeler guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, and like, because Pete Carroll's been doing this a long time. He's clearly a great coach. I think the whole Russell Wilson and, and, and turning around Geno Smith's career is a yeah. huge feather in his cap even though you know they didn't go far in the playoffs they didn't win another ring but we'll see and he's rebuilding a new like he's 70 he's is he older than belichick they're pretty close right they're both in their 70s i believe right and he's remarkably young looking and active yeah I mean, his, his how active he is on the field and he's rebuilding a new uh a new football team with the seahawks you know he's not shying away and like oh i'm trying to win one and go retire like he's setting up something that's probably going to outlast him with what the team that he's putting together with all these young players all these uh draft picks that they've had the last couple of years and so i love seeing that and, and pete carroll i think is probably pretty darn close to a lock if it ended now and, and for me a small hall guy i would say that if i was a voter and then when you look at and you throw another ring on that, then it's then it's a done deal, I think, for mm -hmm. Carroll. But he's got rings, uh, or he's got a ring at least uh, as a head coach. And when you look at the the past guys that have gone in, and, and that's kind of why I always talk about small hall. It's like okay, like we're going to start letting everybody in at some point. Uh, yeah. If you're just comparing it to who's the lowest, who's the worst Hall of Famer, if you just got to pass him up, like uh, the hall is just going to be watered down. Yeah, and by no means do I think he would water it down. I had to look it up. He turned 72 in September. So early this season, he will turn 72 years old. And I think he's a, a tier above Vermeil, Flores, Cower, and even Jimmy Johnson. And I know it doesn't carry any weight, but he was also a stud at USC, too. Right, yeah, and it doesn't count for this as a pro football mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. This isn't the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, and... Uh, you know, because Jimmy Johnson's got more hardware in a short amount of time, right? Than Pete. Yeah, Campbell. but he was short lived. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's you're you're like starting to count. Like, so he's got a ton of wins. Like, he's got plenty of wins. He's had a lot of good teams. He's a great coach. He needs that one more ring, and then there would not even be a discussion. Yeah, and I don't know he'll ever get it. I mean, he's 72, and Geno Smith is quarterback. But uh, you kind of mentioned this before. Last year might have been his best coaching work. Awesome. I mean, just just amazing what he's done for sure. How about John Harbaugh? We're I think we're starting to get in the the category of I, I'd probably put a a gap between as good as Harbaugh is, and he's got a ring, right? Mm -hmm. um, I would put a gap between Carroll 
and Harbaugh, and maybe that's unfair to Harbaugh just because he's not old enough yet. If you know, if he coaches another, how old is Harbaugh? I mean, he looks he looks pretty young, probably for his age. It might be surprising how old he is, but you know, if he coaches for another ten years, I mean, he's easily in the and things go as well as they've had for his career, he'd be in the Pete Carroll conversation, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, this whole group to me is pretty close to the Carroll conversation, but I think he's the one clearly number one of tier two and is maybe in tier one Carol I'm talking about these other couple few or a couple next couple that we talk about are all really similar and I'm not giving Harbaugh a hard, hard time at all but there was a stretch and actually I think this is a feather in his cap this is his 15th year I just pulled up the all-time winningest coaches and he is right behind Bill Co- his next two wins he'll pass Bill Cower uh, on the all-time list for 24. So he'll get there this year. So but maybe I, I, he's a lock. <laughs> he might be. He might be. Again, if Cowers in and you know Jimmy Johnson and Flores and Vermeil, this whole tier I think gets in, but we'll talk them through anyway. And a couple of you know, Par- Carol's got way more wins and so does Tomlin than Cower. Mm-hmm. Um real quick on Harbaugh though, and I do think this is a feather in his cap. But during the Lamar rookie year or going into Lamar's rookie year, his seat was really hot. You know, like if he doesn't make the switch to Lamar, I think he gets fired and goes down with the ship with Flacco. And it was a big risk. I mean, he just threw away his offensive playbook, handed it to Lamar midseason and reinvented the Ravens. That's phenomenal. It's phenomenal stuff. And it's also just it goes to show you how quickly you're like, okay. This one season, guess what? Hey, congratulations, man. You just, uh, you're a really good, well thought of head coach around the league. You yeah. got, you brought our team a Super Bowl, but we don't like the way things are going right now. You have a year, maybe you're fired or you're on a Hall of Fame track. Yeah. And I think we should do a hot seat coaches conversation maybe next week. But I don't think Belichick would ever get fired. But what if they went four and 13 this year? He may retire. Yeah, like force, you know what I mean? More of a forced retirement than a, than a firing at some point. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it this way, and we'll we'll get into this later, but if Belichick was forced out, he'll show back up again and coach somebody else. If he wants, of course. Like right. Carol, and like I, they would, retirement's not even an option. These are lifers. And you, you almost have to be a lifer. If you're an NFL head coach for any length of time, you're a lifer. Yeah. You have to be a lifer. I had to click on it. Harbaugh is 60 years old. He looks awful good for 60. He does. Yeah. He looks great for 60. Yeah. I had a feeling when you're, I mean, he's coached for 15 years. Like, how young was he when he got that job? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. John Harbaugh, just keep coaching and he'll cross whatever line, whatever threshold that is. He's already got the ring and that's, you know, the biggest thing. And he's got competitive teams now. So, like, again, with some of these quarterbacks or some of these head coaches, you get another ring then you're definitely in and you go from likely to lock. And so just time, more time as a head coach is, is probably what someone like John mm-hmm. Harlow. I mean, if, when this season ends, he might be in the top 20 all-time win leaders ahead of like Joe Gibbs, you know, so he's in. Now, again, for me personally, I, I think of John Harbaugh as like, yeah, he's a really good head coach, but I'm not mm-hmm. for my personal hall of fame. What I think I, what, what the no conversation, he, he wouldn't be in yet for me. I hear you. And again, it gets a little watered down, and those last couple names that went in were a little soft for me. But if they're in, you have to put Harbaugh and Tomlin and Carroll, and you know, right? I don't want to spend too much time on Sean Payton because we talked a lot about him yesterday. Yeah, we did. We did. In Sean Payton versus 
Mike McCarthy was the conversation. And go back and listen to Thursday's mailbag episode. Uh, but Sean Payton's clearly been on that path and well thought of in NFL circles. And this could go a couple of directions for Sean Payton, right? Because if, if he feel, flames out with the Broncos, it, it absolutely hurts his candidacy for the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame, in my opinion. But if he turns around the Broncos and it was clear that all they needed was a really good head coach and Russell Wilson plays like old Russell Wilson, then you can almost lock him in. So this could go, yeah. this, this is huge for Sean Payton. This could go either direction. It's actually kind of a risk them now I think about it. Like if he never coached again, I'm just, again, I just pulled up the win leaders. Peyton, Cower, Harbaugh have all put in 15 years of service. Peyton has 152 wins. Cower's got 149. Harbaugh's got 147. So if he never touched the Broncos, he probably gets in on his own. But you're right. If he falls on his face and wins, you know, single digit games for three years in a row, that's going to hurt him. A little risky, a little risky. Yeah, a little risky. But he's getting a nice paycheck to do. It's not risky. I'm sure he's not too worried about it. And I'm sure his confidence is through the roof on turning around Russell Wilson and those Denver Broncos. All right. Next, we've got to talk about some coaches that could be on a Hall of Fame path like Matt's Steelers coach, Mike Tomlin, and my 49ers head coach. Kyle Shanahan on the list next. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As Matt said earlier, you have no choice. We are forcing you to go subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the notification bell, the thumbs up, and all those things, and uh, uh, spread the word about the Locked On Podcast Network because your team is covered no matter what podcast app you enjoy listening to podcasts. Mike Tomlin. Uh, you have been lockstep with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt, since uh, you were very, very young, and you've seen very few head coaches, and the last head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers is in the Hall of Fame. And if I'm not mistaken, it sounded like a little bit earlier in this podcast, you were saying that you think Mike Tomlin's even better. I do. I mean, again, I've seen three in my lifetime. I would go Noel Tomlin Cower easily, and Noel's got four rings. I mean, so that's, you know, we're, and we're going back a ways. Like Harbaugh, like Peyton, like Carroll, he has one ring. He's coached one year longer than Harbaugh. I mean, everyone knows about that rivalry, but Tomlin showed up a year earlier than Harbaugh did. But he has 15, 16 more wins than Harbaugh, and he's only 51. I mean, he was the youngest coach in the league for a long stretch. People forget that. So if Coach T wants to go another 10, he probably can. I mean, if he wants to go to – to uh 72 like <laughs> right 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 Carol, i mean 20 more years it, and <laughs> one of the questions i was going to ask you matt does it seem like as long as you're good enough to get enough jobs or stay in one place and coach for 20 years does is that the lock just for being a 20-year head maybe. coach in the NFL, you're a hall, hall of famer maybe you know again i'm looking at this list and Back in the day, the Landrys and those guys coached 29 years and Hallis coached 40. But in today's NFL with, you know, all, you know, all the knowledge of they, they have more money in their pocket. I think seats get hotter. You know, you, you don't free agency doesn't come steal Staubach, Lily and your other Hall of Famers. You know, like it's it's harder to stay on top now than it was you know, I mean, the, the, your your Niners didn't lose Rice one year and then, you know, Montana the next or, you know, those type of things. So I think longevity's more impressive now than ever. 
but really maybe if you even do her 15 years more or more with a one team, it's pretty darn impressive. I mean, that's the Peyton Cower, Harbaugh, Tomlin neighborhood. 15, one ring. You're in. That's pretty strong. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you're, you're then like 150 wins, give or take. That's pretty good. You know, you're knocking the door in the top 20. Tomlin being only 51 is in an interesting place because I talked about lifers. Yeah. Be a Hall of Fame coach and have a real retirement and live a long life. Think about that. Without the demands of being an NFL head coach, which is like, I mean, it is hard to be a family man and but go through everything you go through. Being able to walk away in your 50s and, and retire with a long career. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be unbelievable. Like for his health and his well-being to have a proper retirement, because a lot of times what you see is head coaches retire and die. It's sadly, you know, it's yeah, it, right, right. It's, they, they don't have that that juice anymore, and they're so old and are and have, have been so bad to their bodies the whole time. Uh, that stress, you know, yeah. yeah. So maybe this new talk about lifers, maybe this new era of coaches, and Mike Tomlin's probably the 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 first one of those guys. Maybe they maybe have a, a way out of this profession that it seems like mm-hmm. guys past it's haven't had, and we'll get to them, but maybe. McVay, Shanahan, some of these guys that got hired at a very young age can do something similar. You know, put in 15, 20 years with one team, r- win a ring or two, win 180 games, go to the Hall of Fame, retire as a 60-year-old or 58-year-old or whatever. Like, again, think about Tomlin. If he puts in 10 more years, 10 more years, he'll probably win 80 more games and he'll be like fourth all-time on the list and he'll retire as a 61-year-old. That's wild. And the other thing is some of these guys are getting jobs a lot earlier. You used to not right, get right. your first attempt until you're 51 and you just cling on to it as long as you can. So if you're getting that job earlier, burnout probably hits in sooner. McVay mm-hmm. was thinking about retirement this offseason. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even like Lombardi gave it up with the the Packers at one point after 10 years. You know, Madden with the Raiders gave it up at one point. But I think the Rooney say, we're going to hire somebody young because you're going to be here for two decades. Got it? Those are the likely Hall of Famers, the lock Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. Do you see anybody else that deserves to be up into the likely or lock category that we haven't talked about yet? Because here are the names in the potential Hall of Fame category. There is Mike McCarthy of formerly the Packers, now the Cowboys. Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills. Sean McVay, Los Angeles Rams head coach for not very long, but he's got himself a ring. Obviously, one of the better coaches in the league. Doug Peterson of the Eagles and Jaguars has a ring. Ron Rivera of the Panthers and Commanders. And Kyle Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers. And that Shanahan tree is already he's he's in his early 40s and he's already got his own tree in the nfl with so many head coaches mm-hmm. around the league if you, these are guys who have who are on, on a path but it, it takes a while it takes rings and it takes time so being on the path things can change if you had to put money on the guys from that list or add your own that's not on that list matt who's the most likely to be a hall of fame coach out of that group Well, I'm going to take this opportunity real quick to at least address McCarthy, who we talked about yesterday, because to his credit, I'm sitting here looking at this list. He's coached as many years as Tomlin and only has eight fewer wins. And he's coached one year longer than Peyton Cower and Harbaugh and has more wins than all three of those guys, all of whom we said are basically locks. He still doesn't pass a sniff test to me as a lock, but his resume is better than I thought. 
Right. Oh, on his paper resume on paper, we did is that a lot better. And that's kind of what the argument had been uh, that we answered on yesterday's mailbag. But when you consider Mike McCarthy, he's already got one. Uh, if you take him away from his Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and he wins another one with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Now is, I'm interested. Yeah, That is for sure. That, I mean, that's that's a quick lock for the Hall of Fame to me. I know you're partial, but the names that jump off the page are McVay and Shanahan, you know, because they have good bodies of work. They're young. Shanahan could win a Super Bowl soon. I don't think McVay can win another one soon, but he has a ring as a head guy and Shanny doesn't. So right. I think their resumes are pretty similar if they both want to stick around for the long haul. I think one of the big things for me too is how much impact did you have on the game? Did you have a do you have a scheme mm-hmm. that other people ran around the league? Like when you look at Belichick, right? Like all of his disciples go get head coaching jobs, but then they're never as successful as he was, right? Mm-hmm. Bill Walsh, West Coast offenses spread around the league. We're seeing a lot of, of Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay disciples get their own head coaching jobs. So I think that 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 adds a lot of value to me when you're when you're a hall of if you were a hall of fame voter and I am not, but these guys have so long to go. I mean, every season it feels like the 49ers start slow and 49ers fans want them fired, you know, or at least a, <laughs> yeah. a loud group of them do. And then all of a sudden, oh, guess what? They're in the NFC Championship game again. Uh, and Sean McVay almost retired, so it's like it's it's tenuous being a coach. Doug Peterson's on this list. He just got fired from his old job after winning a Super Bowl, right? But now he's got himself a young right. superstar quarterback and might be building uh, another part of his legacy. So uh, it's, yeah, <laughs> I could see any of these guys being Hall of Famers and probably a ring and and time is what it's going to take. So McVay's got his ring, just a little more time. Doug Peterson, he's got a good thing going in Jacksonville right now. Yeah. And he's, he's a smart guy and he, he picked the right job there. And I think time is all it's going to take probably for Doug Peterson, even though his name didn't even pop in my head. And it feels like he's so, but he's, you know, and then McDermott go win a ring a little more time. That would be the key. Yeah, that would be key. So my last little nuggets here are Shanahan before he was even a head coach had a massive influence on the game as the Falcons coordinator. And you, you mentioned not even tree, but people, taking your system and making it their own and it's sweeping the, the country and all that. And the one knock I have against McVeigh and Shanahan compared to the Carol Tomlin Harbaugh crew is they've had bad years, you know, like, you know, I mean, there's been the year that you picked second overall for Bosa and the Rams were terrible last year. Like not a lot of down years for Peyton, Carol Tomlin Harbaugh, you know, where you're picking in the top five, like that just yeah, doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> They were doing great or bad. Like Kyle Shanahan just barely got over 500. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Took him a while to get over that hump because of uh, some very lean years to start and then had another bad year with Bosa and Jimmy G both hurt in 2020. Um, how about this to, to end it? And I got one other thing wrong. too, but go ahead. What we've, Eric Crocker and I, the, the co-host of Locked On 49ers, we've compared young Shanahan to young Andy Reid to where he's going to be the guy okay. who can't yeah. win it until he wins it. And then mm-hmm. that's going to put him in another stratosphere. Like if you give Kyle, you think Shane that's why like, they traded for Trey Lance to try to get his Mahomes. You know what I mean? Or, oh, sure. Oh yeah, he yeah, saw, exactly. He right, saw right. that he saw his, his rivals go get Matthew Stafford. Right, I think right. if things didn't get weird for Deshaun Watson that January, Deshaun Watson be on the 49ers right now. They were ready to make a mm-hmm. huge move and everything else 
was unavailable. And so they said, okay, we'll go to the draft. And they didn't even know which guy they were going to take yet. They, that's how badly they wanted to, to find that superstar quarterback because they just lost a big game to uh, Josh Allen, who torched the 49ers. And they're like, oh, my God, we got to get one of these quarterbacks. That's what they were trying to do. I like that analysis, though. I mean, Jimmy's better than Kevin Cobb, but, you know, you're winning a lot of games with – the Purdy's and those type of dudes, you know what yeah, I mean? Jimmy's like somewhere between Cobb and McNabb probably. Yeah. 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 You know, and, but you're, you're highly successful with a handful of so-so quarterbacks. And McNabb was even a smidge overrated. You know, he had I some think calls. Andy Reed went, did Andy Reed go to four straight NFC championship games with the Eagles and one so. and, yeah. and, and never got a ring. And so there's, lost there's the similarities. He had the T.O. year that he lost in the Super Bowl. But, I mean, yeah, yeah they won a lot of games and went far with the Eagles. Like, again, he had a good resume before he ever met Pat Mahomes. Mm -hmm. So now you mentioned Shanahan. I have to take two minutes to say Daddy Shanahan should be in. Mike Shanahan has two rings, 170 wins, which is two behind Bill Parcells, is more than Tomlin, more than Carroll. He did coach 20 years, not all for the same team, but I think Daddy Shanahan's resume gets stronger every year because all his disciples that took his stuff are making it better and changing the league. None yeah. of that happens and, without Daddy. And when you call it the Kyle Shanahan tier, is it really the Mike Shanahan or tree? It's the Mike Big Shanahan because that's where Kyle Shanahan got his stuff. And he's still right. got all the Kubiaks working for him and, uh, you know, in the next generation. So it's like, the old Kubiak and the old Shanahan. And now we got the young Shanahan and the young Kubiaks all coaching together. And so there's a lot passed down there. So Kyle Shanahan's tree is really Mike Shanahan's tree. And Mike Shanahan's tree is intertwined Walsh's with tree. Walsh's tree. As right, of course, of course, trees right. are. So, um, yeah, but and yeah, Shanahan's got two rings. Is he the only coach with two rings that's not in the Hall of Fame? I think so. I'm sitting here scanning this real quick. Um, I think Tom Coughlin has two rings and is not in. And that's it that I can find on this list. Interesting. Tom Very Coughlin doesn't seem so like yeah, legacy for, okay. legacy for Mike Shanahan with that Strong. outside zone run game and and the coaches that have now coached under him and McVeigh and the, those were both under Mike Shanahan and um LaFleur. Like those were that that 2012 Washington staff's crazy with Kyle and McVeigh and LaFleur and Mike McDaniel and like how many how many head coaches were on that staff? Yeah, right, right, right. I, I think one of the all-time smartest things that I've heard in football history is Shanahan gets the Broncos job, which they play in high air. It's hard to breathe. So I want a bunch of light offensive linemen are just going to be on the run all the time and wear your ass out. You know, like I already had the outside zone background, but I'm going to take it to a new level because you got to play in Denver six times a year against – Schlereth and these guys that are like 270 that can run all day, you know. You got me convinced. Yeah, he's you into me. And I don't know why it takes so long. Yeah, and it's it, it, you're right. His legacy gets stronger. Mm -hmm. He didn't. He's he's almost. We got to get out of here. But now I'm trying to. Now I'm kind of drawing parallels with Mike Shanahan and Sean Payton because okay. what happened in Washington for Mike Shanahan, and he wasn't that old when he was done coaching. It's kind of like what if if things if he kind of doesn't if Sean Payton doesn't win and mm, I see what you're saying. I mean, sour end of the career, you know, sour end of the career. It looks great, and then the but the end is you know, whereas someone like Cowher is still winning at the end. And yeah, yeah, that's what you remember, and that's what the voters remember.
go out on your terms and you right. know that kind of thing. Right. Interesting, but it yep. shouldn't. I mean, the body of work for Shanahan to me is mm-hmm. every bit as good as Cowers or, you know. And getting stronger. Uh, and I getting stronger, yeah. That's a great point by you. All right. What do you guys Thanks, think Chris. at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL? Did you have one more note, Matt? Nope. Make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Matt and I back Monday right here. Peacock and Williamson. <laughs>